razón El tiempo pasó, me arrepentí Ahora pediré tu perdón Mi indecisión causó el gran error Hello everybody, welcome to Weave You Yasha and Other Tales. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. We're going to head right on into Season 2 of Inuyasha, according to Wikipedia and various sources. I hear it gets pretty dicey with when a season starts and when a season ends later. I would say yeah, probably. Specifically, I've heard Season 6 is longer than some sources say, and that there's no Season 7. Hmm. Maybe a discrepancy with some DVD releases and some IMDb stuff, but I guess we'll worry about it when we get to it in two years. <laughs> but today, we're here to talk about episode 28, Moroku Falls into a Dangerous Trap. Somewhat spoilery title for an episode, <laughs> but they get through that aspect of it pretty quick. This is a Moroku-focused episode. Yep. We learn a little more about... His, well... I guess we all we kind of knew already, but we get to see it hits home a little harder, I guess. Oh, with his dad? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good flashback. It's real fast and very traumatizing for a child to see just this giant vortex consuming your dad. Yeah. And then you bury him in that crater and leave it there. It's pretty twisted. I don't think there's anything left to bury. Yeah, they just put it's a... Just a little shrine thing, yeah. What if it's just part of his hand is left? <laughs> Like it can't quite fold in on itself. Which I know, uh, we know that, you know, Miroku's racing against time. Yes. Um, and we knew the same thing happened to his grandfather and his dad, that the wind tunnel got so big it consumed them. And I don't think Miroku got his until his father. I think, I think it passes with the death of... Oh, really? Okay, so two people can't have wind tunnels at the same time. Yeah, like I don't think when he was saw his father get sucked into it, I think that's when it went into Miroku's hand. Oh, interesting. And I want to say there might even be an episode, because I see the image in my mind of it opening up into his hand for, oh, the, for first the first time. time. Puberty metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say it was when he was little, right after his dad died. Yeah, fascinating. Okay. But it wasn't in this episode, so it could be another episode. Well, there are still some questions about the exact mechanics of his wind tunnel, where it goes. By the way, they call his attack wind tunnel for sure now. Wasn't it yes, now, Heaven's Wrath for one episode? Yes, and then it was um, like Divine Judgment or something, and now they just say Kazana, which is wind tunnel. Yeah, maybe that was him trying out different catchphrases, and then Kagome had to pull him aside and say, oh no, it wouldn't be Kagome, she's too nice. It would be Shippo, because he has no tact. And he would say, Why do you say those weird things? It's just a wind tunnel. I just say Foxfire. And then Inuyasha starts punching him in the head. Sounds about right. I think it's clear we should co-write some fan fiction about what happens between these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so, behind the scenes. so maybe listeners have gathered at this point that I'm not the brightest person in the world. So I saw the title of this episode and thought it was literally Moroku falling <laughs> down a well <laughs> that someone had laid in front of him and covered with some leaves. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but this, this quote-unquote <sighs> trap isn't really a trap. 
as much. There's a demon that tries to trick him in the beginning, and then that leads to other things that he has to do, which then Naraku exploits. So, not much of a trap. So, I'm, yeah, I'm not real clear if Naraku sensed that very first demon yeah. after him on purpose to set this chain of events, or did he just take advantage of... I mean, obviously he's watching Miroku and... Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, he knew exactly when and where to strike. He has his, his drones uh, watching from on high. They like to be called hell wasps. I call them bees. Samyo show. <laughs> In my notes, <laughs> I wrote bees a lot of the time, and an, I'd always put an exclamation point at the end. <laughs> so I just bees. think of uh, Invader Zim when he opens Gur's head and goes, Bees! <laughs> <laughs> and Gur goes, Oh, my bees. Ah, <laughs> oh, Gur. <laughs> uh, save that for our other podcast. Uh, Weave your Zim. I don't like that title at all. Uh, let's Sounds move on. Dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all kinds of consent uh, questions after that. Okay. <laughs> so. so open on our group. Yep. Uh, our new group dynamic. They're working together to capture a little rat demon. <laughs> It opens the exact same way our favorite episode opens up. Or it's a town in trouble, and then she's walking up with her boomerang, with her voice all muffled. And she's got her little mask on. So she's waiting at the open door for the demon to come out, and Kagome is manning the smoke, and Shippo <laughs> is manning an injured Inuyasha <laughs> who can't breathe in any of this toxic smoke. Yeah, I hope Naraku takes note of that and just surrounds himself with smoke constantly. And then uh, Moroku, I don't know what his job is exactly, but he leaves it either way because he sees I don't think he had a job. I think that was their first mistake. <laughs> his job was to scope out a hot babe and follow her out of town. Yeah, I don't think they had anything to do, so he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think their anger at him later implies that he just straight up left his post. Maybe he thought, eh, they've got it. <laughs> oh, they did. Maybe he was guarding the other exit in case it went the other way. But, uh, you know, this girl is trouble, as she does not have pupils. Her (laughs) eyes are just a blank color. He really should have realized that, but I think he was looking at that. And then she immediately says, I want to have a baby. (laughs) It's like, it's too good to be true. (laughs) (laughs) And I love his, uh, when... When he finds out it is too good to be true, he's just like, ah, I thought so. <laughs> Although that's weird that he must have confidence in his ability to slay Naraku because she's asking for a son. And he's like, yeah, sure. Oh, by the way, if I die, your son's going to have a weird-ass wind tunnel in his hand. And I've cursed him to a life of <laughs> constantly fighting a demon who's ageless and invincible. <laughs> But that is also, I think, one of why he always says, "Will you have my, will you be yes. my son?" So, so new, there's still another chance of defeating Naraku. There's, there'll still be another generation. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you won't. You'd, I'd never lay down with a lady and then say, "Oh, by the way, uh, if we have a kid, one in four chance of baldness." Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you save that conversation till afterwards, like way afterwards. <laughs> 
when she can see it happening when you turn 35. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I think Sango, is Sango learning about this for the first time, too? Because Shippo's like, hi, he's probably asking. And she's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Come like, again? Maybe. And you will notice he was very nice to Sango. I mean, because she was recovering, she was injured, he didn't pull any of his moves, and he never has asked her to bear him a son. Maybe we'll find out, but why do you think that is? Oh, wait, I can't ask you that, because you know why that is. Uh-huh. Well, okay, never uh-huh. mind. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it doesn't stop his little gropey hand, though. No, doesn't, doesn't mean we can't, you know, have a little fun. <laughs> but, yeah, he did, I mean, he asked Kagome, he usually asks all the other girls, but he... Yeah, this was news to Sango. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Why didn't he ask me? What am I, chopped liver over here? <laughs> yeah, so this weird demon has led Moroku out of town and turns into a giant praying mantis. Yep. And attacks him. And he, of course, uses the wind tunnel attack, but the claws nick the outside of the... The wind tunnel. It looks like it hurts. Yeah, it widens it. I had that, he's been sucking in all kinds of shit throughout this entire show so far. Wood and farm animals. <laughs> and Countless other demons have probably also had claws. Mm-hmm. So it seems like this wind tunnel thing is very dangerous to use. So I guess he can't use it all the time. So many questions about this wind tunnel. So when he sucks in the bees... <laughs> Do they sting the inside of his body and poison him? <laughs> I don't know. Where does that wind tunnel go? <laughs> how how is he poisoned? <laughs> yeah, so does he have all this stuff inside his body? <laughs> I, yeah, where does it just stores inside there? When he dies, he's going to explode. No ill effects from, like, cursed ink and uh, farm animals? <laughs> no. What if it's a whole community in there? So, I uh, guess Moroku has just come back to have dinner. Right? We slam cut to uh, our lady's disapproving glances. <laughs> They're pretty funny. <laughs> now, is it like Shippo says that they're angry at him for being such a, a pervert, or are they angry at him for leaving his post? <laughs> um, Maybe pervert. Maybe. Because I think they're... I think this is not going to be anything new. <laughs> this is not going to be the only time it happens. I think... Uh, I think they are kind of offended by his uh, lecherousness. Oh. I think that they kind of get fed up with it. I mean, you know, he's representing their group. Yeah, it's going to be hard to defend him when there's like five or six <laughs> pregnant ladies going, Hey, <laughs> you too? <laughs> I think Inuyasha is still out of commission during dinner. He's still... Yeah, he's not really eating. Like, Shippo's in front of him, and it looks like Shippo's eating Inuyasha's food. Oh, that's right. Inuyasha's no. just kind of sitting right. back. No, I'm wrong. Yeah, Inuyasha's back, and he's just like, of course they they don't want to hear your excuses. If he had talked a little bit, he might have mentioned, oh, and I think my hand got hurt. Decides to just up and leave. And Are we at that part yet? Yeah, at night he has the flashback with his dad, and then decides to leave, and they're wondering where he went. I think, uh, was a Shippo here guilt-tripping him? I think that's a little later. Shippo guilt trips. Why do you think Moroku left without saying anything? Well, it's yeah. probably because you were so mad at him for... <laughs> for being him. He's, like, Shippo <laughs> is, like, just sowing mm-hmm. discord within the group. <laughs> Maybe we were a little hard on him. Well, then Mioga comes in, too. Yeah, Mioga tells the... Uh, uh, I, I, I was looking at his hand. 
Yep, something needed explaining, so... The monk left. <laughs> and Inuyasha does not want to go. It's like, eh, he's going through some stuff. We should probably just leave him alone. Plus, you know, no shards in it for us. <laughs> but Kagome is not the type to let anyone walk away from her group Mm-mm. and deal with anything by themselves. She's you know, well, captain teamwork. We're a family, damn it. You don't hide things from your family. They learned this in an episode I can't remember. What was the episode where they learned not to hide things? The black-haired Inuyasha? Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it. <laughs> Yep, because she was super pissed off at him for that. This is Moroku's <laughs> mystery of the moon, new moon. Yes, the wind tunnel is going to widen gradually. He's used to flying back on his helpful companion, Hachi, who really should join their group. The player of the game is Hachi. He's amazing in this because he's loyal, he helps, he's supportive. He's adorable. <laughs> he's worried about everybody. <laughs> I know, why don't they... I don't know why they never bring... I guess they only need a tanuki every once in a while. Maybe he's off having adventures on his own. He's a good guy, but he's... And he's flying... He's a taxi, really, <laughs> for Moroku. They go back to his home. Their uh, master Mushin, the monk who has raised Moroku since he was a young child, is drunk again. Oh, and Hachi also pay, pays respects to Moroku's dead dad. And he's yeah. like praise at the... Because he's like, oh, wow, what is this thing? And Miroko just very like, oh, that's my father's grave. Oh. And then Hachi immediately is just like, oh, respectful. Well, Miroko's just like, whatever, walking away. <laughs> Far like, more respectful than uh, Master Machine, who jokes that uh, Miroku will die that evening because the wound is that bad. Yeah. And this is, ah, never mind. <laughs> so this is, this is still regular Master Machine. Yes, okay. at this point. He hasn't okay. been possessed by a weirdo. Okay. Yeah, he... Because uh, he was all... Um, he did mention how Miroku um, was getting worried over something so small. And uh, he said he's going to rub some medicine on it, and he can't use the wind tunnel while the medicine is on there. Numbing, right? Yeah. Or it was going to like make it hard for Miroku to move. Yes. Is gonna take him out of commission essentially, so he needs like a 24-hour rest. It's like in. Need to uh, go purify himself. Oh yeah, purify <laughs> yourself thoroughly. And yeah. Just stand under the waterfall for like 20 minutes. <laughs> purify your dirty self. Mm. And then Miroku uh, did also say to Hachi, "Oh yeah, he raised me. I learned everything bad from him." <laughs> yeah. He, he did look cute in his little under the waterfall though. <laughs> His little white kimono. So how can you be mad at that guy for being a lech? Because it's it's not lecherous if she's down. Am I right, Lindsay? <laughs> and what Some are girls you, like that. And what do what my co-workers care? But yeah, this is, uh, we get that, uh, we get a, get a quick scene with our gang. This is Shippo guilt tripping. This is uh, Miyoga coming along for no reason. And then them saying, hey, he was behaving strangely and looking at his hand. Well, let's go find our friend. Doop doop. And Chip is like, you guys are so mean to him. He just left. And we get uh, Mushin is preparing something else for the ritual. I think at this point, uh, Moroku has already had uh, some medicine rubbed into his hand that has numbed him. But then there's a weird creepy in the shed with red eyes who attacks Master Machine. Got it, okay. I must have... Yeah, a, a creep holds out a jar and smoke goes into Master Machine. 
got and, it, got and it, then got it cuts it. to Moroku um, lying down on the mat. Like, oh, I'm just about going to fall asleep. And uh, Possessed Mushin goes, Your sleep won't last too much longer. This giant butcher knife is going <laughs> to stab him in the face. Thanks to Moroku's quick reflexes, it only stabs him in the shoulder. Yep, and he can barely move. Takes the medicine. Yep. What an evil trap someone has set for him. Mm-hmm. Or a dangerous trap, a dangerous trap. Yeah, I'm going to put trap in quotes again, because <laughs> weird. It's a trap. But the gang, meanwhile, has run across the bee, or a wasp. Oh, the right, wasp. right, right, the solitary wasp. Yeah, and Sango cuts its wings. Yeah, Inuyasha smells something. It's like, it's dark around here. Iron Reaver Soul Stealer's a tree. The bee flies out. Sango cuts off its wings, and then they decide to follow it. It's like, Naraka's got us under surveillance. Only lead they have. But, uh, Moroku, uh, as he wakes up in time to dodge the knife, um, <laughs> the demon worm charmer introduces himself and says that Naraku promised a uh, shard in exchange for Moroku's life. And I like the staging of this, too. Moroku flips out of the room against the wall, which lands on poor Hachi. Hey, Dad, cute, adorable. I love that exchange. My staff. (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) And then just in time, he's like, so cool. And awesome Hachi. Like, this this is weird. (laughs) Let's get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, he's so useful. Yep. He did look adorable, though. (laughs) Little tanuki pinned underneath like a yeah. wall. <laughs> Miroku on top fighting a drunk monk. <laughs> it's, it's good that he managed to get him out of there because they're hobbling across the lawn to, towards the woods, and then all these worms start coming after him. Or they're like descending as orbs. They're like little weird eggs. And were those just like a bunch of random demons? They all look the same. Well, they kind of looked, they were all worm-like, but uh, Moroku says, leave, Hachi, you're going to get devoured, and I can uh, save you, at least. And Hachi goes, okay, he follows orders, too. Uh, he was, I think he's a little reluctant. Oh, yeah, he I doesn't want to leave. He leaves he's not Mioka. <laughs> sadly, but instead of just hightailing it, he's like, i got to find Inuyasha. Yes, he goes for help. He turns into that giant tadpole and is attacked by bees. <laughs> yes, and they're they're not just like fall, they're stinging him, poor Hachi. Yeah, I guess he's immune to the poison. Yeah, because he didn't, except for like some welts, he seemed okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, thankfully, crashes right in front of Inuyasha. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Which Inuyasha, of course, takes care of all those bees. Iron Reaver Soul Stealer. Mm. And, uh, I was wondering how Moroku was going to fend off these things, but yeah, he's just praying at his father's grave with a shield around him. The gang is being flown to his and position. he's pretty much paralyzed at this point. Like, he can't yeah, really move. Like, Inuyasha orders Hachi to just fly through the storm of worms. And they get to Moroku just in time. Oh, Moroku's power. Yeah, his, he doesn't have his shield anymore, and he's like, all right, I will accept death gracefully. Unlike a certain person in Inuyasha. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then Inuyasha saves him, which, pff, take that for yelling at me. Yeah, and Inuyasha's like kind of mad, like, why are you just giving up? Mm-hmm. Fight! Which seems, a, I mean, 
this part like kind of did disappoint me in Miroku a little bit. I mean, yeah, he's accepting, gra you know, death gracefully, but also like he's. I mean, if the wind tunnel, if he's gonna die anyway, take out as many demons as you can. Go out fighting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, your life is so precious to you that you're trying to uh, kill Naraku hey. so that you can live. He Why would you just? He does do it later, but when Hachi is with him. So, like, Hachi's going to die, too. So this would have been the perfect time for him to, like, unleash the wind tunnel. Because he doesn't know that help is coming. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Yeah. I didn't think about that. But, there, but Inuyasha gets yeah, him back on track. Everyone's kind of disappointed in him, too. Because, like, why'd you leave without telling us anything? Inuyasha, weren't you worried, too? <laughs> like, what you guys said. It's all good. <laughs> but Mushin arrives on the scene. Still possessed, which Inuyasha doesn't really know. He's just <laughs> fighting a drunkard. That the they're beads of subjugation as well. Oh, there's they're sutra beads or something. Yes. And they wrap up the sword, the Tsaiga, and take away its power, and then they wrap up Inuyasha. And Miraku does ask Inuyasha not to kill him. Yep. That he's possessed and Yet another person that Inuyasha can't just murder in cold blood. It's, it does make things difficult on Inuyasha. Iron Reaver kills another swarm that's coming around. And the staging of this is a little, a little awkward because uh, Kagome and Moroku are informed by Miyoga that there has to be a demon worm charmer nearby. And he has a pot that uh, they have to take it and point it back at him, I think. And that'll... That'll solve everything. That'll suck the demon worms back out of machine. Yeah, see, we needed, you know, information on a new kind of demon, so enter Mioga to yep. tell but you what to do. There's this conversation, and then another conversation with Sango and Kagome, uh, where Kagome tells Sango what she was just told. But then they see him up on the roof over there. And I guess this <laughs> entire time, Inuyasha was just holding off the monk. It. Yeah, the timing seems a little weird in this fight. Yeah, and of course the the worm charmer says, you don't kill me because in this body I'm the only one who can help Moroku and electrocutes Inuyasha for his hesitation. And Moroku is going to pull off his, his wind tunnel protector lid and <laughs> use it. And Hachi's like, no, don't. I have to. You die with me, Hachi. Hachi's like, yes, sir. Hachi's cool, man. Yeah. You can just bro out with that guy. <laughs> Ultimate wingman. <laughs> yeah, you just go to a bar with him, and if some toughs come after you, he's like, he'll fight and probably escape with you when things get too hairy. But as he unleashes the wind tunnel, the the worm charmer in the monk's body gets scared. He's like, oh, he's going to suck in all the shards that I want, too. And Inuyasha, we really should have kept track of how many times Inuyasha just punches <laughs> the thing that's bothering him <laughs> and knocks out the monk. <laughs> so Moroku's using the the wind tunnel to suck in all the demons, and then it's too much for him and loses his footing, right? Is that how that works? Yeah. But So it must be that when he falls backward, his beads go back over the hole and close it because he doesn't have really anything His stopping other beat. it. Yeah. Right. It just stops and then 
uh, Inuyasha grabs him and says, do that again and I'll break this arm. <laughs> Go, Inuyasha. Yeah. Like, knock, knock off all this foolishness. And Inuyasha finally unleashes the full power of Tessaiga and destroys the swarm. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to learn more about that, but you see that, Sashomaru? Yeah. hundred demons in one stroke. Finally. <laughs> Good job, brother. I am overcome with joy. Uh, what does that guy like to date? <laughs> I think we're uh, a few episodes away from perhaps a new character that a lot of people might ship with, Sashomaru-sama. Oh, interesting. It's a little wrong, but... For various reasons. <laughs> we may have talked about it. I can't remember. If there's like an age difference thing, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Oh, right, because uh, I was comparing it to Dorarara and a child being in love with the bartender character. Sort of. But yeah. they don't they yeah. don't romanticize those two together. Uh, yeah. I kind of remember that conversation. Yeah. Can you tell, ladies and gentlemen, I haven't edited whatever episode that is yet? <laughs> I'll get to it. <laughs> but uh, before it's all over... Sango bifurcates the demon worm charmer as he tries to fly away. Yeah, this fight was just, yeah. By the numbers, uh, eh, whatever. There he is on the roof. Get him. He's getting away. Got him. Here I goose. <laughs> it's about Moroku learning to trust his party, and we learn blah, 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 blah. And uh, Shippo catches the pot, so Shippo does something useful. <laughs> I've been putting percentage points on. I, I'm calling oh. it Shippo formants. Oh, what was it at this episode? Oh, I don't know. It's it's pretty low. I mean, if he just doesn't do anything, but he's there being a dick, fifty percent. But the more he does, the, it gets it inches higher. Wow, fifty yeah. percent for just showing up and yeah. talking smack. Yeah, but if he like things. well, he has to screw things up to get below fifty percent. Oh, got it. Okay, that's like the base. Yeah, baseline. And then uh, I think if. He's just sleeping and has no dialogue. I just don't rate the performance, his Shippo performance. It's a perfect rating system that I'll thank you not to criticize. <laughs> I just wanted to understand how it works. <laughs> well, My you? rating system would be different. <laughs> like a one to five? <laughs> it would usually be at like a zero or maybe a negative one or two. Not a fan of Shippo. Oh, fine. <laughs> I'll show you my graph when it's all over. <laughs> These ups and downs. But the next morning, Inuyasha is uh, speaking with the monk as Moroku is recovering. Oh, he's in surgery. Yeah, and the monk does say that the hole widened and his life is shortened. And, uh, the rest of our gang is gathered around him waiting for him to awaken, and he does. Oh, you're okay. The monk prepared the wind tunnel. And he looks at his hand and gasps. What does he see? And then his other hand is uh, groping that Sanko butt. Well, you saw it. You see from his perspective, yeah. Kagome and Sanko looking over at him and all this. <laughs> Sanko's like, like <laughs> And then she bonks him on the head. And everyone's like, yeah, he's, he's fine. He's fine. Back to normal. He's got a lot of life left in him, that guy. So is this the first Sanko grope or the second? The second because he was groping her knee in Lake of the Evil Water Dog. Right. He was. Okay. This is the first uh Fanny grab. The first of many? <laughs> the first many Fanny grab. Oh, Moroku. Do we like Moroku? 
We love Miroku. I think we do. He's charming enough that we're just like, eh. <laughs> uh, He's got one thing on his mind, maybe two. <laughs> and he, well, I was going to say, usually when you you say no, he's like on to the next person. He's yeah. not going to press his luck, but maybe Sango just punches him and never says no. I don't know. Uh, the butt pat. I think that's how he expresses friendship with the ladies. <laughs> I don't know. He would never do that to a to a lady he was trying to charm. And was like, oh, come over here. I think he'd talk to her first, and then pretty immediately go towards that. Watch out if he's <laughs> ever injured. <laughs> send a guy down there. Send Shippo. <laughs> <laughs> like when he needed that medicine. <laughs> yeah. I gotta give him mouth to mouth. No thanks. Here, Shippo. I'll manage. <laughs> Definitely had moments, but overall, not really one of my favorite episodes. I put it middle to high. Uh, in previous season terms, this would be a, a fine episode. It probably hits along the average line of. Yay. Although, I'm hankering for a. Um, a myth arc episode where they learn new things about Naraku instead of a monster of the week. I know there's a lot of Sango stuff in the next episode, but beyond that, I don't know what the plot is. Looking through season two, I'm not super excited. Oh, really? For a little while. How long? I'd say maybe episode nine or ten. Wow. Something that I like. A character, a recurring character I enjoy. But uh, we'll save that for later. Thanks for listening to our episode of Moroku Falls into a Dangerous Trap, figuratively. Lindsay, do you have anything <laughs> else to say about this episode? Well, he did kind of fall into the hole when he lost his footing. By the way, I forgot to mention that uh, Praying Mantis Demon does say he devoured all of her insides. So a woman died. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... I mean, we can we can high ground Moroku for I can't believe you left your post, but he killed an evil bastard in the process. So, really, these ladies are just too uptight. They need to just be cool with him. I don't know, blasting some peasants on the way. <laughs> Help me never say blasting some peasants ever again, please. Right, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>